I think we're. Uh, yeah, we started. We got speed. We got speed. All right, welcome to the second episode of Reading Words, uh, the podcast where we read a book. I'm Ryan. Mm, I'm Andrew. We didn't have a title last time, and this time we have a title. Yeah, so it's uh, it's Reading Words episode one, and the first one was episode zero. Oh, I don't, I don't know about that. Okay, well, um, Reading Words episode two. Ryan will be reading this time. I think Andrew and I are going to switch off and on. Your name's You can say me. Me. Okay. I'll be right. Or, or I. Or I. Okay. Um, me will be reading to Andrew today. Um, we're going to be reading the... Cl- oh, you, geez. Yeah, you forgot. No. Do you want to hear my game idea? <laughs> no. <laughs> we forgot to name the sponsors. Do we have sponsors? Yeah. Jiffy Lube of Richmond. Jiffy Lube of Richmond, Indiana. And Chili's. And Chili's. Uh, the the Chili specifically the Chili's Creative Pepper Foundation uh, oh, fight against childhood cancer. Uh, and we're also this podcast is also presented by Clown and Car Booking Media, which is good to know for all your booking and media needs. Oh, find us on boy. MySpace. And that's all we've got. I'm ending this podcast early. <laughs> okay, so let's just get to reading uh, before we ruin it. Okay. Um, today I'm reading what was, as my memory tells me, my favorite book as a child, at least short of Dr. Seuss books. Uh, it's called The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein. It was published by HarperCollins in 1964. And uh, you know what? They haven't updated it since then. So we're reading it to you as intended. Um, so without further ado, The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein. You're doing great. Thank you. Uh, it's for Nikki. I'm not sure who that is, but I'm sure Shel Silverstein intended for it to be dedicated to Nikki. Okay. So once there was a tree and she loved a little boy. And every day the boy would come and he would gather her leaves and make them into crowns to play king of the forest. There's a little drawing of a little boy with a Caesar hat on. I don't know if we should encourage that, but uh, yeah. So uh, he would climb her trunk and swing from her branches and eat apples. And they would play hide-and-go-seek. And when he was tired, he would sleep in her shade. And the boy loved the tree. Very much. And the tree was happy. At this point, the boy has carved me and T, encircled by a heart, um, into the tree. It's permanent now. But time went by, and the boy grew older, and the tree was often alone. One day, the boy came to the tree, and the tree said, Come, boy, come and climb up my trunk, and swing from my branches, and eat apples, and play in my shade, and be happy. I'm too big to climb and play, said the boy. I want to buy things and have fun. I want some money. Can you give me some money? I'm sorry, said the tree, but I have no money. Take my apples, boy, and sell them in the city. 
Zary, my cadence is off. Take my apples, boy, and sell them in the city. And then you will have money, and you will be happy. And so the boy climbed up the tree and gathered her apples and carried them away. And the tree was happy. But the boy stayed away for a long time, and the tree was sad. Then one day the boy came back, and the tree shook with joy. She said, Come, boy, climb up my trunk, and swing from my branches, and be happy. I am too busy to climb trees, said the boy. I want a house to keep me warm, he said. I want a wife, and I want children, and so I need a house. Can you give me a house? I have no house, said the tree. The forest is my house. And you may cut off my branches and build a house, and then you will be happy. So the boy cut off her branches and carried them away to build his house. And the tree was happy. But the boy stayed away for a long time, and when he came back, the tree was so happy. She could hardly speak. Come, boy, she whispered, come and play. I'm too old and sad to play, said the boy. I want a boat that will take me far away from here. Can you give me a boat? Cut down my trunk and make a boat, said the tree, and then you can sail away and be happy. And so the boy cut down her trunk and made a boat and sailed away. And the tree was happy, but not really. And after a long time, the boy came back again. I am sorry, boy, said the tree, but I have nothing left to give you. My apples are gone. My teeth are too weak for apples, said the boy. My branches are gone, said the tree. You cannot swing on them. I'm too old to swing on branches, said the boy. My trunk is gone, said the tree. You cannot climb. I'm too tired to climb, said the boy. I'm sorry, sighed the tree. I wish that I could give you something, but I have nothing left. I'm just an old stump, and I am sorry. I don't need very much now, said the boy. Just a quiet place to sit and rest. I am very tired. Well, said the tree, straightening herself up as much as she could. Well, an old stump is good for sitting and resting. Come, boy, sit down, sit and rest. And the boy did. And the tree was happy. The end. It's kind of a sad story, huh? Yeah, that, that actually kind of fucked me up a little bit. <laughs> uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's about... Uh... It's about society, man. We just use it up. I don't use up the environment. Or yeah, I don't know. I wonder who Shel Silverstein's tree was. I don't know. Do you think it was Vicky? Who he dedicated? Nikki. Nikki. Uh, sorry, Nikki. Okay. You're out there. Out. <laughs> Would you have any thoughts? Uh, it was shorter than I thought it would be. Yeah, this page the book with... is like three words a page. Yeah, and then then you see these chunks of text, and you're like, wow, that's a lot. It, relatively, it is a lot, but mm -hmm. but it's still not much. It's like point twenty two size font. You um, think? I think I'm just. It's big. It's not a standard twelve. Yeah, that's for sure. The art's black and white. I I appreciate the art. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of wonder what the intention of the story is because it's really just about a guy taking everything this tree has to give and not being thankful or anything I don't know I mean it could be that Shel Silverstein wrote this for his kids 
and he's the tree. Could be. Um, that or the kid's a banker. And he's probably farting on the tree while he's sitting on it at the end. Yeah. Because he's, he's just a banker. That's I just watched the big short. But so. the tree was happy. The tree was happy because the tree is a cuck. <laughs> this isn't that kind of show, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to hear my game idea? Mm-hmm. Let's hear it. It's Kick Puncher. Okay. What's uh, is there more to it? Do you, can you flesh it out a little uh-huh. bit? Yeah, you're a puncher who lives in a world of kickers, and uh, you find out that the earth is going to end in one from one giant kick, and the game is to stop that from happening by walking around a town and finding people and deciding whether or not you're going to punch them. All right. And if you find the right people to punch, you win the game. If you don't punch the right people, they'll kick you. How you do lose. you become a puncher in a world of kickers? How are you not a kicker? Um, it's like It's like one of those societies where they usually like uh they find out you're a puncher and like they kind of they just kind of send you away usually like it's one of those weird societies where kick it's like a kickers only society but your parents like found out you were a puncher and loved you too much and hid you away in the basement instead of sending you to like rehabilitation yeah aka like a death camp like they just, <laughs> they just kill they killed off can the that puncher. be part of the plot they killed off the punchers no maybe the sequel maybe kick punch punch kicker to kick puncher kick puncher to the punching the punching yeah maybe but i feel like they uh the punchers are killed early like like before they before they can really swing a fist too hard no no i know but i feel like there's a plot point of you going back and emancipating them mm-hmm. these small punchers i could save some punchers and you build a team there's probably some rogue punchers around the world that I could find. I mean, we need to find with. a plot point to make this multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really view it as a multiplayer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Would you compare it to any other game? Yeah. Um, the movie Groundhog Day is what <laughs> I would compare it to. Uh, oh yeah, this was a whole like a whole plot. Yeah, like, because like you you a, keep a game device. You keep. The day you have a day to punch the right people to save the the world, and if you don't punch the right people, the day resets and you have to go find the right people. It's kind of a mystery. Like you're going around town yeah. and you're, you're interviewing kickers, and mm-hmm. you don't want to punch the wrong kicker. I also I also because then they'll that, know you're a puncher and they'll send you away to death camp. I also decided that there's uh, certain people who will kick you, and if you don't punch them before they kick you game over do you get to restart your day or does the game actually just end i mean if you restart your day it's pretty much the game starting over so That's true. uh so yeah how far along are you in like the programming of this i'm more of an ideas man <laughs> yeah. um i i'll i'll get to programming it uh any listeners out there that <laughs> like know how to develop in. games uh Please call Andrew. 
I just found out Kick Puncher was a fake movie in Community today. So Ooh. I don't. So that's there's going to be some uh, legal issues with that. It's a it's a fake game movie. Yeah. It's not even a game. I think you're fine. That's true. I mean, the people who made Final Fantasy thirteen aren't being sued by the people that made Final Fantasy twelve. It's the same company, Ryan. Why would they? They're the same company. Why would they make? It's two called a of sequel. The same game. They've made twelve of the same game. I think they made like thirty at this point. I don't know. They've somehow made king like thirty Kingdom Hearts games, and they're not even on Kingdom Hearts three. I'm sorry. <laughs> Welcome to video game talk with Andrew and Ryan. <laughs> uh, well, I guess. Guess we don't have anything else to say because it's going to devolve into an awful conversation no one wants to hear. Sounds about right. Okay, well, until next time, fans. You heard it here first. Yeah, uh, I think for the future, what I'm thinking is we'll have two episodes a week. Mm -hmm. One will be me reading from uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Ryan just said someone pointed at a door saying someone might be coming up. It doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, so you're going to read? For the listeners. Yeah, I'm going to read How to Win Friends and Influence People. I'll read a chapter from that. Ryan will read us something. We'll have a little chat. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I can't do long form. Andrew loves long form. I love long um, form. This is what makes us a good couple, mm -hmm. et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera, so forth. Maybe I'll have another uh, video game idea. Yeah, for we'll, the next episode. <laughs> uh, until then, uh, follow me on Twitter at these are underscore my underscore ideas, <laughs> where <laughs> where I post my ideas. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, and uh, Andrew's oh at God, butt grenade. Disgusting. Yeah, I'm at butt grenade. He uh, he just rambles a lot though, so don't can, bother. Do you want to hear my latest tweet? This segment is called Latest Tweet. The front bottoms? Power bottom? I'm tired of all these new butt rock bands. Yeah, I saw that. I I was thinking draft. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking about most of my tweets. Uh, what is my last one? Oh, my last tweet was another idea, colon... Podcast where I read children's books to butt grenade. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. I'm going to like it. Okay. Okay. And now this is goodbye. Goodbye.